Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. In prayer, Father God, I thank you for anyone listening today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 28, beginning in verse 1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. But by a man of understanding and knowledge, right will be prolonged. A poor man who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain which leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Whoever keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. One who increases his possessions by usury and extortion gathers it for him who will pity the poor. One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit but the blameless will inherit good. The rich man is wise in his own eyes, but the poor who has understanding searches him out. When the righteous rejoice, there is great glory, but when the wicked arise, men hide themselves. He who covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. A man burdened with bloodshed will flee into a pit. Let no one help him. Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is not good, because for a piece of bread a man will transgress. A man with an evil eye hastens after riches, and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. He who rebukes a man will find more favor afterward than he who flatters with the tongue. Whoever robs his father or his mother and says, It is no transgression. The same is companion 
to a destroyer. He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. When the wicked arise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Friends, I have a treat for you today. I have Karen Roney, who is a first-year Karis Bible College student. And Karen, I'd like to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for this opportunity, Bill. I appreciate you. Okay. Karen, we just read the 28th proverb, and there's a number of verses we could talk about. But which one spoke to you today? And please tell the audience why. Well, as I was reading through this, I read through Proverbs 28 several times, and the one that stuck out to me was verse 9. He who turns away his ear from listening to the law, even his prayer is an abomination. And for us as, as New Covenant believers, that law turns his ear away from hearing the law would be the word for us. And even his prayers are an abomination. And and I was thinking on that, and I thought, as an abomination, it's because, I think it's because that we are self-centered when we pray. Um, when we turn our ears away from the word, then we're not looking at the promises. We're just looking at what we want and what we think God should do, what we think things should happen, um, how they should happen. And so we pray more self-centered prayers when we're not paying attention to the word and, and looking at that. And then we don't have anything to stand on. So then we gripe and complain when things don't happen the way we want. So that's why I think is the, the abomination there um, is that we don't, um, we pray serving ourselves in a lot of times because we don't know what God's word says and know his will to pray. Well, Karen, that's really good, and that reminds me of uh, the scripture in James chapter 4 where it says, we have not because we ask not or because we ask amiss. And when they're talking, Karen, about asking amiss, we're talking about people who are not really thinking in terms of what God would like, but usually we're thinking about our flesh in our body and the things that we would like. And that's not necessarily what God would like. But Karen, as you know, God knows better than we do. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. And a matter of fact, he knows what's better for us than we do. So it's good to uh, always be aware of that. But Karen, the audience may not know you. And if you would, just share a little bit about your upbringing and, you know, just what what you recall best about growing up i was raised in the catholic church and we were we were very devout catholics we went to church every sunday i went through catholic school at grade school um up until junior high and at that point the uh catholic school couldn't um accommodate um me in certain areas of of my knowledge in school they and they suggested that i go into the public school and so, uh, so that I was just really strong in math and they couldn't do much more for me there. So I went into the public school where I would get uh, just a better education in that area. 
And uh, then after that, I went to a Catholic high school for a short time, and then we moved to Kansas. That was actually in Colorado Springs where I did all that, and then we moved to Kansas. Uh, my dad was transferred um, and then was in the public school there. But the one thing on that is for me, the Catholic Church, even though it's, the, you know, the, the rules and the do's and don'ts, but I would say that it did keep me out of a lot of trouble, and um, which was a good thing as we came down the road, because once I, once I moved to Kansas, went to public high school there, graduated, went on to Kansas State University, that is where, um, that is where I got saved. It was a summer between my freshman and sophomore year. Um, my brother had been um, saved in high school. He was a year behind me. I'm, I'm the oldest of five. And he was saved through Young Life Ministries. And so that was a whole new thing is, you know, we would, you know, visit and I would see different how he changed. And so there was a young lady who actually came to my door um, and she had been sent by a neighbor. I think she was just visiting with, you know, young ladies in the area, um, uh, probably young adult ladies. And she came to my door after being sent by a neighbor and um, so she gave me the gospel, but as a Catholic, she, she talked to me about Jesus. Of course, I knew about Jesus. Um, I knew a lot about him, didn't know that I had to know him. And uh, I remember that she led me in this prayer, which as I look back was the sinner's prayer. And, but it's amazing after that, and I was just accommodating her and you know, um, be gracious because yeah, she was talking about Jesus and I loved that and that was fine. Um, but I noticed the next semester there was a Bible study that I went to for the first time because my brother, you know, was involved with it. And, the, and I realized that things were starting to come alive to me in the word. And even when I went to mass, I would be listening to the priest and he would read scriptures. And I, I was like, oh my goodness, that's in the Bible. I didn't know that all these years. He's, he's reading some things from the Bible. And there were things that came alive to me. And um, so that's where I just started finding out there's more and more to this. Um, so. Wow, that's so good, Karen. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. And, uh, you know, let me ask you this. I mean, you, you said you didn't realize that those things were in the Bible. And, mm -hmm. you know, ordinarily when you go to Mass as a Catholic, you're going to have three different Scripture readings, yeah. and they're usually all brief. I mean, they might take 30, 45 seconds. And then, during the course of the service, there is what is called a homily. And so the priest will speak, usually only for about seven or eight minutes. And I always thought, as a Catholic, you know, that really isn't very much of the Word. So did you ever, do you have a Bible as a child? Did you know that you're supposed to read the Bible? What, are, what, are, what, are your, what do you recall about that? No, I did not have a Bible as a child, but I had my, my little missalette, um, is what they called it, which had all the different readings in it for the year. And, um, but since I didn't have, we had a family Bible that sat out on a, on a coffee table, and but you really didn't touch it too much or look at it. Um, but the, the missalette, um, uh, interesting thinking back, and, and I know that they did give the references when they would do the Bible readings, like you said, but I never connected that to that Bible sitting on my coffee table because I hadn't read it. I hadn't read it for myself. And so I know the good thing is, I mean, the, the scriptures were actually being read. So I was 
that was good. I was being, um, uh, that was something that was in me, in essence, but I didn't understand it. You know, I just knew that it was something that you did at church and, and that was awesome. Uh, but I didn't connect it to being God's word and recognizing the power and the authority that's in that that I discovered later. Wow, that's good. And, you know, you talk about being saved. And some people, you know, maybe tuning in today, aren't, they're not sure exactly what that means. Jesus talks about that in the Gospel of John, the third chapter, and he's talking to Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is one of the spiritual leaders at that time, and he said, we must be born again. Jesus is telling Nicodemus this, and Nicodemus was confused. What exactly do you mean I must be born again? Can a man enter his mother's womb a second time? And when you were saved, did you come to the realization of what that truly means, Karen? Probably at first, no. Um, I was just praying a good prayer because good Catholics just can pray, you know, we'll, we'll pray any prayer if it's to God. And, um, and that was good. But it wasn't until later when I, in this Bible study, and it was a very, very basic Christianity type Bible study, that I started learning what it was that I prayed. As I looked back, I realized those are the words that I said, and recognizing that I, I had to believe in Jesus, and I had to believe that he died on the cross for me, but not only died, but he rose again. And, and once I believed that and then spoke that with my mouth and confessed that I believed that, that he died for my sin, but rose again so that I could have new life, then, and that happened actually at a full gospel businessmen's fellowship meeting when I went down and rededicated my life when I realized what that meant. And so that happened again in college. And um, so it wasn't long after that that then I, I left the Catholic Church with, because of some different things that had happened. Um, and actually then after that, to follow through, I then, after I was recognized and rededicated my life, I um, actually then received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and uh, was in another Bible study where um, that was taught. And I thought, well, I want that, you know, if it's more of God and I've got this and I didn't know all this before, I, I want that too. And so... Um, and that's an interesting story there. Well, if you would, you know, you can go a little more detail that. But I, what I'd like to know is, do you feel that making Jesus the Lord of your life, how important was that to you now that you recognize exactly the meaning of that? Well, it was, um, it was important. But again, at that time, I was, I was learning. I didn't understand a lot of the... Um, a lot of what I was doing. I just knew that it was new. The scriptures were more alive to me. And when I read them, I got more out of them. And then the Bible studies that I was in helped me to understand um, understand his word. And then, and then once, once I was filled with the Holy Ghost, then I started, my understanding even increased because I started realizing and getting teaching on all the promises and all the things that um, that I had in the Word, which I had no idea of. And to be honest, I'm, I mean, we're still learning that today. There's, you know, it's just a continual, it's a continual, a continual process. Wow, you know, you're one of the few people who have mentioned, you know, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you would, Karen, please explain to the audience 
exactly how that occurred and the power that you got by doing that. Okay, well, like I said, I was in a Bible study, and um, they were teaching about the Holy Spirit, and uh, um, I just learned, thought I wanted that. I had been in services before where I had heard people stand up, and, and when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as I'll back up to that, um, it was it's with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and it's something that only happens after you're born again. There's like an infilling of the, you get the Holy Spirit in you, when you're born again. And, and I was confused on that, and I asked the Lord about it, and, and he showed me, I looked up the word baptism and the dunking, you know, the, the dunking and the immersion, but he said, when, you're, when you have the Holy Spirit after you're born again, it's like having a well. And then he gave me this vision of a bucket going down and, and in that well, drawing out water and was pouring it and pouring it and pouring it. So it was a well that then was that river was flowing out of me, the, the well, the buckets were flowing out of me. And so then I understood, okay, so it's not something that's just in me, it's something that comes out of me. So when I was um, a, a young man in this Bible study laid hands on me and said, do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? And I said, I do. And so he laid his hands on me and he told me that I would start speaking another language. Well, it was kind of awkward, you know, a, a young adult girl and a young adult guy, and it was, there was just a little bit of embarrassment. You're like, ooh, what's this going to be like? I'm not sure of this. And so he laid hands on me and just said to, to pray, well, I wouldn't let anything come out just because of my embarrassment. But he told me, just go back to your dorm room, raise your hands, start and start praising the Lord, but then don't do anything in English, just whatever comes out. If it's a syllable, if it's a la, 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 if it, just whatever, just do anything that's not English. And so I just put my hands up and I started praising the Lord first. And then I just started what sounded like gibberish to me. And and then it just rolled and it kept rolling and rolling. And ever since then, that was just, it was amazing to me because I have used praying in tongues for so many situations in my life. I just, I get to where I don't understand how people cannot have that in their life. Um, just the amazing things that that um, that happen, and the understanding that you gain when you don't know how to pray, you can pray in the Holy Spirit and know that you're praying the perfect will of God. Karen, you know you bring up a good point, and there's there are some situations, like if, for example, your best friend, if their spouse, for example, were to die, and there are times we just don't really know what to say. And that is when speaking in tongues can really, really be effective. And for those of you unaware of this or, or not used to doing this, it is basically your secret prayer language. But when you are doing that, you are speaking directly to God himself. And there's no translation required. He knows exactly what it is you're saying, even though, Karen, as you bring up, you don't know what you're saying, but he does. And the thing about it is, as you're doing this, and as you get more comfortable doing it over a period of time, then the Lord will reveal a translation for you. And all of a sudden, things will come to your mind and go, that's what that is. And so it's very, very effective, you know, but the Bible does tell us if you speak in tongues, you do edify yourself and you lift 
yourself up and give yourself encouragement. Karen, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Once you realized your connection with Jesus and who he was and how important it is, did you start developing a desire to really get into the word and learn more about Jesus? I did. And then I also found out um, about speaking the word and that there are promises that we have. And when we're, when we're praying the will of the Father, the will of the Lord in our lives, if we're speaking um, scriptures, we know that, that, that that's ours, that the word of God um, is alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword, so that as we speak the word, we know that those things we're speaking um, will come to pass because we know it's the will of, of the Lord. So I used, um, as, I, as I read and, and studied different things, I understood that, um, that I needed to be speaking the word more. And um, scripture talks about the ministering spirits hearken to the voice of the word. So when we're putting the word out there, the only voice of the word that's in the earth now is us. So if we're putting our, um, if we're putting voice to the word of God, then that's causing things to happen. And, and, and then we, we know that we're going to receive. So I used that um, in a lot of areas, and especially in, in my situation back then as a young, um, you know, getting married when Rex and I got married, and then as a, as a young mom, I used the Word of God like that as I studied and found out about childbirth and, and different things. I used the Word of God in, my, in, in that area of my life and, and saw saw how speaking the word um, um, affected the things that I did with the, my, the births of my first five children. And I also spoke the word over my children and had certain scriptures that I did for them and had them say with me in their young years. Now, I wish in a lot of ways that as they had gotten older, I'd have continued that. Um, sometimes they get older, you get going in different things and you've got that foundation laid, but you forget to build on it. <laughs> and so as life gets busy, um, but there are things that I still that to speak over the, um, speak over my children and that come back to them. And I've given those, them the, that scripture list that was written out from those young years, um, so that they can speak them over their children and remember the fact that I spoke those over them. And can see the fruit of that and, and can go back to that as a foundation that's been laid because I know the word of God has been set forth in their lives. Wow, Karen, that's so good. You bring up some really, really good points. I'm going to go back to uh, your husband, Rex, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in a little plug here because I had him on a few months ago. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's interested, I would highly encourage you to listen to the September 5th podcast. That's several months ago. But anyway, if you would, Karen, um, once we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, I believe the second most important decision we ever make is finding a mate. If you would quickly go through that process and how did you meet Rex? And if you would just give us a few details of how you met the love of your life. Well, as again, I was a new Christian and he had been um, he had come to a place, he's, he was a year ahead of me in school, and he had come to K-State his junior and senior year where I was there all four years because he had run track for, for Butler County Community College first, and then he went on to K-State. And so I met him through a friend of mine that I knew in high school, 
and he and Rex were roommates. And so um, I met him through that. And now Rex was at the point, he was further along in the Lord than I was. Again, I was just coming out of Catholicism and just learning some things and hearing some things. And then uh, we were in a this very basic um, basic Bible study. And then the next year, we joined one called Campus High Life, which was uh, um, a man who had been a Rama graduate, uh, Rama Bible Training Center. Uh, he was the one leading that on the campus. And so we went to that. And again, we were just, we were good friends, um, had known each other. I was dating some other people, things like that. And he was starting to really get focused on the Lord. And as he was getting, you know, into his senior year um, and saying, nope, I'm, you know, I, I need, um, I just need to focus on, on where God's, what God's got for me, you know, going whole, wholeheartedly uh, with the Lord forward. And so for, for me, just coming out of Catholicism, being a new Christian, there was things he was talking to me about that was like, kind of, oh my goodness, you know, it was like scary. I don't know about all this stuff you're telling me. Um, so, I mean, we, we dated some, and then there was a time when we were, um, when we didn't date for a while, we just kind of went, you know, different directions with our, with our studies and things like that, but then came back together. I was dating other people and, and he was, um, uh, focused on, on studies and, you know, finishing out well. And so, but then the Lord brought us back together and in that the Lord, um, and we were walking through this Bible study, walking through, uh, just growing in the Lord together and um, it's a joke that we have a, you know, he, I was, I was a good, I was a cheap date because what we were in the same dorm, but on different floors, male and female floors. But we, um, the, our, our dates, a lot of times were at the campus food center there where we would go eat together. So our first date was actually playing miniature golf. And that was really cool. So um, that was a lot of fun. Um, but just both of us growing in our, in our different levels and things in the Lord. And, and then he, he, course left um, graduated from K-State before I did so I still had my last semesters there and he went on to work um, uh, at a bank and but we kept we kept seeing each other it was there still you know a few hours a couple hours away so we kept um, dating and communicating and I had an internship that I did in Wichita he was in Yoder Kansas at a bank there so we we could see each other um, um, at still some at different times and then he knew before I did that the Lord had spoken to him that, that I was going to be his wife, but he didn't really say much to me. And so it, that was something that was brewing in me. And uh, we talked about it one night and, and it's interesting that he said, well, I, I think, you know, we're supposed to get married. I don't remember the exact conversation. He might, he remembers a lot of those details better. Um, but I said, okay, but this, you can't do it this way. You have to actually, you have to formally propose to me. <laughs> I wouldn't let it just be a discussion. So I said, this doesn't count. <laughs> but anyway, so he did, he, he, I, uh, he checked with my dad and, and, and asked him. And of course that was a whole new thing for my dad to have somebody to ask him. It's his firstborn, you know, to be, um, to get married. And, uh, so then we got married and we got married, um, you know, with the word, a lot of, family and a lot of friends were there and we just had a lot of word in our wedding these um and then just moved forward in there as we were growing in our in our life together you know as a young married couple and uh, just both growing in the word so it was 
that's a good thing. We still we still are growing. <laughs> so. Well, you know, the thing about it is, I mention this all the time on my podcast, is I truly believe, Karen, we're supposed to be lifelong learners. And I really think once you ever get to the stage where you think you know all you need to know, that's when you're going to start heading down. Because I just think that's just how you grow, especially with wisdom. Wisdom comes, I believe, really by reading the Word of God. You know, I know that's how faith comes, but I also believe how um, wisdom comes from that as well. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I know that when I was, um, I got to a point where um, instead of reading the Word, I got to reading a lot of books because I was so curious I would read books on things about the Word. And, and I grew a lot and I learned a lot, but I've also seen that um, reading the Word itself is, is important, is so important. And I did go through, a like I said, a period where I just did a lot of book reading and I listened to this teaching and that teaching and this teaching and I would look and refer to my Bible, but I wouldn't necessarily read through my Bible. And so I had, I've, I've done it, I had done it before where I did a read through the Bible um, where I just read through it in a year. And uh, what's interesting this year for me is I am actually reading the Bible chronologically. And to me, um, I, it puts together a lot of things that I have, um, the bits and pieces that you hear when, you're, when there's different teachings on subjects, on topics, on word studies, things like that. Um, reading the Bible through chronologically, how it happened, um, is, is, has been very interesting for me. Um, may not be for some people. I mean, I've done things like word studies where I've taken a word. I've done topical studies before where there was a topic that I just wanted to find out more about. And I would look in the concordance and go through and, and look at all the different places where that word was used, how it was used, you know, the different meanings that might be with it. I've done a lot of different things like that. But this um, this reading through the Bible chronologically has been very interesting because it put together a lot of pieces um, just the order in which they happened, and then I have a better understanding of why this happened with this prophet said this because of, of, of this situation that was going on. And then in the New Testament, just watching all the, um, how, why, when the letters were written and what was going on in Paul's life or di different, the different writers. Um, so reading through the Bible, and I would suggest everybody to read through chronologically at some point. Um, because it just puts the picture together a little bit better. And and it's amazing what the Lord speaks to you in some of those things. Right now I'm reading it through quickly because as a first-year student, we have a Bible reading plan. And I admit I've tweaked that plan to be chronological instead of just the, the general one that they have because I had already planned that. Um, so I'm reading through quickly, but I found that as the Lord, the Lord is, it's like the Lord's given me permission to just read through, whereas before I would read and then I would get stuck on something and I would look it up and, and chew on it and, and, and go over it. Um, and it's and that's a season, but then there's also times when it's nice just to read through and you just get the big picture, which is, which is amazing how patient God is through the centuries <laughs> with all of us. You know, you, you really hit a good point. And that's one of the reasons, Karen, why I started this podcast is I truly believe Proverbs is an excellent example of this. But the thing, the, the word tells us that we grow from glory to glory. 
and and we 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 either get closer to God, Karen, or we draw away from Him. There is no there, you can't. There's no flat line when when it comes to the Bible. You're either investing in it and you're getting closer to God on a daily basis, or you're doing the opposite. But one thing about Proverbs, Karen, I've read, I, I truly what I found out is if you read that chapter of Proverbs every day, you will learn something new every single day. Even though you've read that particular chapter 30 times, 40, 50 times, you're going to pick up something new every day. And what that tells me, Karen, is we grow every single day with the Lord. Now, Karen, you are a first-year Bible college student, and if you would share with the audience how important that has been to you this year. This is it's the things that I'm learning now. Just like you said, you, we need to continue growing, and you've come to a point where you think you've, you've just got things and you know things, and... Um, and then you come to somewhere where we're just immersed in the Word for four hours a day. Um, it, it has just been an amazing experience. I mean, I am. you feel like, and, and students have said, you know, we feel like we're drinking out of a fire hose. Okay, but you do get, you do get some in you when you're drinking out of a fire hose. Um, but the, the, um, the things that I'm learning here and the things that I'm putting together... It's amazing when I sit in class and there'll be questions that I've had or dilemmas that I'm chewing on or situations that I, you know, you don't understand. And it, it may be from things in the past. You know, I read something about what does that mean? It's amazing how the Lord is bringing those up with the different teachers. At least now it'll, it'll be for me. You know, I'm pulling them out of what they're saying. Um, and somebody else could be listening to the same the same teaching, the same instructors that we're doing, but they may pull something else out. And I think that's because the Holy Spirit ministers to us in our in our individual seasons of life. And like Rex and I are retirement age. I mean, we retired, we left things behind, sold our home to come here to go um, to Bible school. And the um, that was a journey in itself to do that because it wasn't something. If you'd asked me that a year ago, if I would be here, I would have said. What <laughs> you know, or a year and a half ago now, I guess um, I'd have thought, no, that's no, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to Bible school. But it's amazing what the Lord does. Um, he puts those desires in your heart. But it's it's um, He ministers to you in your season, and 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 we're all going through different seasons of life at different times. So as you read the Word, since it's alive and active, the Holy Ghost will minister different things to you at different times of life. And you can read, like you said, you can read through uh, uh, Proverbs, you can read through Old Testament, New Testament, anything, and, and you'll suddenly something will jump out at you, and you'll thought, I've never read that. I've never read that before. How have I read that before? Do I? I don't recognize, uh, or uh, that is something completely new, Holy Ghost, that you're talking to me about. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, the word is deeper and farther and more amazing than we have any clue of. Wow, that's really good. And, you know, what I found, Karen, is, you know, I have been in the Word for so many years. You know, I was saved in 96, and immediately I went into the nursing home ministry. So I'm used to enveloping myself in the Word and just learning and learning more. But, you know, it's been different coming here. And and as a second-year student, we're learning things 
and and they're teaching us how to minister to people. And you have that to look forward to next year. But how um, how precious is it that you and your husband are going through this together? And what kind of conversations do you guys have after class ends? Well, it, it is, it's precious. He, he went through this um, online last year. He took an online course. And I remember as I was getting ready to go to work, he'd have it up playing on the computer, listening to his you know next lesson for that day. And I would listen and think, oh my goodness, that is amazing. That is so good. Um, and so I thought, oh, I'm going to have to, I want to listen to that later, you know, as, as he's downloading, you know, the lessons and things like that online. And um, so I got bits and pieces. And so, and the Lord's ministering to him and in his, in his areas. And then when he ministered to him about going to second year, um, I was like, wow, from what I've heard, that was amazing. And to be able to sit underneath that for four hours a day, that, that just was glorious to me. <laughs> um, it was a journey to, you know, to get things um, sold and to tell work what place that I'd worked for 14 and a half years that I was, um, that I was going to retire in essence and, and that we were moving. That was just, the, that whole thing was just a, it was a very, um, it was kind of a tough journey for me. Um, but knowing where I was going to, kind of like Jesus going to the cross for the joy set before him, he endured, you know, the, 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 the time before that. And that's the same with me for that. Knowing where I was going, it was just a day-by-day thing with um, walking with the Lord to close out all this portion of my life and move on to something new. So, um, but as, as he's going on in his second year and, and, and I'm watching how he's doing the, the IAGs, the, you know, where they have, you're leading a, um, a discussion um ministering in front of a group with small things first and learning how to speak uh, in front of people. And, and I'm just watching that and seeing what he's doing and knowing that that's what I'm coming to in the next years. And then just, I'm chewing on so much for myself um, that the Lord is changing me. I can just say, Lord, please change me, you know, and, and we have, you know, times where, where we struggle and, and we're not renewed in, in these in specific areas um, yet. And, but still, um, I can see how in, in each of us, the Lord is changing us and he's working things in us and, and we just trust him and what he's doing and where he's taking us. And so um, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the amazing thing is that we just are each trusting each other in the Lord to bring us to where he needs us to be as a couple for what he has for us in the future. Wow, that's so good. And, you know, as you learn to hear more the Bible and in 1 Peter chapter 5, for example, it says, clothe yourself in humility. And you hear these things, you know, in James chapter 1, it says, and patience shall have her perfect work. So, you know, we're learning these things. So we're learning to be humble. We're learning to humble ourselves. We're learning to be patient we're learning, as Jesus did, to have compassion on those people that don't have the things that we have. But Karen, I feel that I am beginning to look at people basically through the eyes that Jesus did. And, and that should be our goal every day, is to become more and more like Jesus. 
Let me ask you this. You like you have five kids. We haven't talked about your kids yet, but how have you 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 and your husband come in here? How has that impacted the relationship you have with your kids? Well, that's um I mean, it was a surprise I think to them to hear that we were both leaving where we were to come to Bible school. I mean, that's not something you really expect your parents to do as an adult, as adult parents, you know, retiring. It's not something that we had thought of really before that and, um, and, and uh, spoken to them. But our hope is that as we grow in the Lord and when we get to go back and see them, that they, that they see changes in us and that they recognize as we get to share some of the things we're learning or, or moving forward or j just blessing them being in their homes when we go back to visit, um, that the, that they see that they see changes in us, and again, it's it's been just a short time here, um, just one semester for me, um, and it's starting into the second one, and we've been home a couple or three times, um, back to Kansas, uh, but my hope is that that they see things change in us, that they see us a little bit differently, and know that. You know, we're not perfect parents. You know, we did what we knew. We had we had the word, but now we're realizing, you know, there's a lot more word that we didn't know. And you, know, you can always look back and say, I, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. But it doesn't matter. You do with with what you know, you do with what you can. And at that season, and as you grow, then you move forward. Um, so with our children, um, they're all adult children and have, have seven, well, um, seven grandchildren. Our seventh will be born in April. Um, but just going back and refreshing with them and, and learning, um, refreshing with them the things we did, like I said, sharing the scriptures with them uh, that I said over them. So that will refresh them as to what what they had spoken into their lives as young children and what they confessed with me. You know, the scriptures that they said with, with me and and the prayers that that we prayed over them. Um, we We want them to see a change in us. So it's not like we're going home and blasting them with information. It's just we want to see, we want them to see change. And then when they see change, then, they, then they'll question, they'll ask, because they ask us, well, how's school going? What are you doing? What are you learning? And so then we can give them those tidbits. And uh, that's, that's the nice thing is that uh, we can share just how the Spirit leads us for each of them in their different phases of life that they're in right now. Amen, Karen. You know, you hit the nail on the head, and, and every one of our kids are different. You know, you mentioned they're all grown up, but every kid is their own personality, and, and, and we need to approach each child differently, you know, and how we're going to approach them. And, you know, but the, the thing about it is, Karen, the Lord will lead us. You know, I really like in, in Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 8, verse 6, it says, To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And Karen, my hope for you is that the peace of God, and Paul talks in, an, in another letter about that, that it passes all understanding. Once you truly get to know how much Jesus really loves you and really have an intimate encounter with him, you start to think differently and you have a peace that just cannot be explained and that is what draws people and have them ask you what's going on. But Karen, we have a few minutes left. What I'd like to do is just give you the open mic, share two or three minutes, whatever God has your heart and what you would like to get across to the audience today. 
Well, I think there's one of the scriptures that's been important in my life. And I used to, there was a song that Jannie Grine, for anybody who knows that, she sang scripture songs a long time ago. Um, it was Philippians 4, 8, about what to think on. Think on these things, whatever's true and good and honest and of a good report. And, and um, um, what you think on, because what you think on is what's going to come out of your mouth. And I've seen that in my life in so many occasions for the good and for the bad. When you're thinking bad things about someone, then you start inferring things, you start assuming things, and then you end up starting to speak those things, which then puts in motion a whole lot of other things. So being in control of our thoughts was something is something that's important. Um, but the first scripture I ever learned, um, so I'd say that Philippians 4, 8, what we think on is one that's come back to me more and more um, here now, especially as I'm, my mind is being renewed more and more with the word is what do I think on? Uh, the next one is the very first scripture, believe it or not, that I ever memorized was Romans 8.28. So that's an unusual one for people to memorize. But again, as I was a new Christian, uh, a, a person told that scripture to me. Um, and so I, I thought, ooh, I should memorize that. That's, that's a good thing to memorize. And um, so Romans 8.28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Well, I remember reading that, and it starts out with the word and, and I thought, and is a conjunction. I'm kind of a grammar geek, so and is a conjunction, so it goes back. And as you move back and you go to 26 and 27, you find out it has to do with, with prayer, um, that the Spirit um, helps our weaknesses and helps our infirmities. And I remember having having as a very young Christian learning that Romans 8, 28, that God will make things work out to good. But then as I learned later that as you go back, it has to do with prayer and specifically praying in the spirit. And that was amazing to me as a, as a believer that was newly praying in the spirit, that when we don't know how to pray, the spirit can pray for us and through us. And so those, um, those two scriptures, praying and then also how we think about things um, praying in the Spirit and then how we think about things have been two very important things in my life. Well, that's really good. And, and I'm going to go to Proverbs 23, 7, because Proverbs 23, 7 goes along that same line. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes. And friends, what you truly think is important to you, what you really have in your heart is what you really believe. What we need to do, Karen, is work towards having our words match what we feel in our heart. And a lot of times, the words that come out of people's mouth, there's a disconnect there. But what I'd like to do, Karen, is just um, ask one more favor of you. If you would, please give an invitation for anyone who may not know Jesus yet at this stage in their lives. Okay. Um, first, it's important that you know that, that Jesus is real, that he lived on this earth, he walked as a perfect man, and that he died for our sins. He walked as a perfect man so that he could be that, that sacrificial lamb for us. So it's important to believe that Jesus um, um, walked on this earth as a sinless man, but then also that he died for us. And when he died, he died for all of us, and that he rose again. So, and as you confess that with your mouth and you recognize that, that he did that not only for mankind, but he did that for you. It's up to each of us to receive that, that it's not just a blanket, okay, everybody, 
is going to heaven because Jesus died. No, you have to receive that sacrifice and say, yeah, I take that as mine. And so that's the, that's the um, thing that I want to lead you in. Father, I thank you that if you can um, follow me in this prayer, I know that Jesus walked on this earth and he lived as a sinless man on this earth. I believe that he died for my sins, but that he rose again from the dead for me. And I thank you, Father, that, that he did that for me, and I received that for my life. I thank you that my sins are forgiven because of Jesus, and I give you glory and honor, and I thank you, Father, for the salvation that I now have because I believe that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Karen, thank you so much. And hopefully we have a few new people in the kingdom because of that prayer. And friends, if, if uh, you have any questions or if you repeated that prayer, please reach out to me on my Facebook page, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. And if you have any specific questions about anything at all that you heard today on this podcast, please reach out to me on Messenger. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.